Anytime you strategically plan having children light an advent candle, they'll all just come up. So we did it. We figured out how to do it. Is anyone familiar with Advent and knows what the candles mean? Raise your hand if you know what this first candle is. Frank, do you know? Xander, you know? Why'd you raise your hand, Xander? Oh, does anybody know the first candle? All right. You know all four of them, but you don't know the first one? Oh, okay, so then it's your best guess now. No. No. Hope. Who said hope? Did you know it the whole time? That's because you have, a, you have a doctorate degree. You just sat over there and let us lay people mumble through it and just, you knew the whole time. Hope. Thanks for playing. <laughs> I was wondering if Anna was going to... Oh, right. I was going to really get in a rhythm. You guys were going to be in tears by the end of that if Anna kept playing. So, if you're going to build a building, you lay a foundation. If you're going to bake a cake, you get all the ingredients. If you're going to move, you pack up your stuff and you find a place to go. If you're going to do anything, you prepare for that thing. And this is the theme of Advent. In, in ancient times, there would be, as I've told you many times before, an evangelist would be sent ahead. And that evangelist would say, we have a very kind and loving and just king who has taken over your land. And in his grace, you can now submit to him and pay him taxes and I'm here to share the gospel with you, which was the good news that you now belong to a new government, and Rome did that a lot. And so by the time Jesus enters the picture, he uses some of those words. He, he says, I'm here to share the good news with you that God's kingdom is here. Advent is our time of remembering that at one time Jesus was on his way. And at the same time, it is our time of remembering that Christ is still on his way. And he's going to present himself to us in a new way. We learn from Mary that you can be pregnant with the holy. That she had God inside of her coming to do a new thing. And I don't want to just over-spiritualize that and say we're all pregnant with something new. But the reality is we're all, we are, and we've learned that from Jesus. That the Holy Spirit has things to bring out of us. And as we prepare to remember that Christ came as a baby and we're going to have a beautiful candlelight service on Christmas Eve and it's going to be at 10 p.m. and you're not going to want to come, but you're going to kind of find your way here and you're going to cry and it's going to be very beautiful. We're going to remember that Christ came in the way He came. And as we prepare for that, we're going to look at how God 
prepared the way for this new thing called God's kingdom and his son Jesus to come. And the way that God prepared the way for Jesus to come is the same way that God prepares the way for Christ to move and breathe and act in our lives today. And if I was baking a cake and I left out the sugar, the cake wouldn't work. And if I was building a building and I forgot to lay the foundation, it would fall. And in the same way as we prepare this Advent season to open ourselves to what Christ is doing in our lives and in the neighborhood, we have to do it the right way. So hope. Usually, usually in the Bible, hope enters the scene from the Old Testament. If we start in the New Testament, it enters there. But the prophecies of Jesus, the hope, the prophecy of hope, started with Isaiah saying something greater is coming. And we read in Isaiah things like, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll soar on wings like eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not be faint. Isaiah was prophesying something is coming. It is not here yet. It does not align with your circumstance, but it will change it all. And that is the thing you must put your trust in because even though that thing is not here yet, if you can put your hope in it, it will give you strength now so that by the time it comes, you are prepared and ready for it. You guys following me? This is why the very first message that heaven has to share to earth when heaven invades earth, any time, it usually involves like some giant angel freaking somebody out. And this is why the message that heaven has for earth is, don't be afraid. If you encounter heaven, if you encounter what's going on, the message that it will have for you is, don't be afraid. Because what is happening in the kingdom of God is terrifying and new and different and out of your control and very good in the same way that Mr. Beaver said to Lucy in the Chronicles of Narnia, no, Aslan is not safe, but he's good. We find ourselves saying, if we are going to prepare ourselves to remember that Jesus came as a baby to do what he did in this world so that death could be conquered, and at the same time, prepare ourselves to be ready for what Christ is doing in our lives now and the new things that he has coming out of us, and at the same time, the new things that are going to come out of this community of believers, we have to have hope. And hope doesn't disappoint, but what is hope? Kids, raise your hand. Evangeline, what is hope? Something that you want to happen. Naomi, what is hope? What she said. Esri, what is hope? 
Yeah, brave. What is hope? Me too. Me too. The kids get it. Rosie, what is hope? Somebody yelled in the middle of that. Very rude. What was that? Hope is when you believe in something, is what I'm hearing, right? If we look up the definition of hope, not Greek, not Hebrew, Webster, Siri, whatever we have today, we find two definitions. We find about five definitions, but two are specific. One is how we're raised, like the kids said, a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Sometimes that impacts our prayer life. Lord, I have hope that this outcome is going to happen, and obviously I can pray it in your name because I know just as good as you do, God, so I have hope. And then if it works out or it doesn't work out, that really affects our faith and our feelings, and that can be difficult. But the archaic, the old definition, archaic means, archaic means it's something that was used long ago that isn't necessarily used in the same way today. And so the archaic definition of hope is, are you ready for it? A feeling of trust. The olden day definition of hope. A feeling of trust. Now, we're going to seamlessly do this because I'm going to pray and Anna's going to come up. We're going to worship. I have to say this again because I don't want parents to feel bad. We love that kids are here. We love that magnetiles are here. We love that our children are learning to love church and they want to come and we can be okay. But Jesus is coming. He's coming on a donkey. He's coming in baby form. He's going to change everything he already has. And at the same time, Christ is coming in our lives to do something new. And if that new thing is going to work, we have to trust it now. We have to trust it now. We had $500 in a bank account, Edison Initiatives. And we got a phone call saying, will you buy my house for $30,000? And it needs about $40,000 worth of repair. And we said, hope. We don't know how. We don't know when. We're not even sure all of the details, but we know why. And the why is that hope paves the way for the kingdom of God to be built. So my practical question is, what is God asking you to hope for right now? Because if God's asking you to hope for something, He's asking if you'll give Him permission to pave the way for Jesus to come flying in and bring peace to that situation. So Jesus, as we step into worship, thank You for this Thursday. 
Thank you for these children. Thank you that we're learning to hope. Thank you for all the things you're doing through our lives and at Edison Chapel. Thank you that the city of Kalamazoo is seeing it and they're learning to hope too and they're learning to trust that the Spirit of God is up to something bigger than any of us could be. And we ask that you bless it. And at the same time, I ask that you meet us where we're at tonight as we worship and you help us hope. Because we don't know how to hope, but we want to trust you. In Jesus' name, amen.